verdicts podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Jeff Garner on the halfway line, flicks it forward, might have a three on two, breakaway here, we can play the right pass, Joe Adams, Tatonda needs to stay onside, Tatonda is onside, lets it go from the left-hand corner of the penalty area, I thought that had confused Corey Adai for a moment there, shades of the goal he scored against Doncaster perhaps uh, in his eyes there as uh, Tatonda was herring up from the back, that's the best opportunity to either side, come the way of the shrimps in the 12th minute, and Adai just about turns it round the post for a corner. Right, tries to keep that attack alive. Ball mid- midway inside the Morecambe half. Forster is on the edge of the box, tries to let it go. We're left footed, finds the bottom corner of Archie Mayer's net. The opening goal of the afternoon in the 17th minute here at the Broadfield Stadium. And we did pick up the runner at the back post. It was Harry Forster returning to the starting line of the Scotland's event this Saturday afternoon. They didn't look too much on, really. The ball was played through the middle. Forster on the edge of the area. He didn't get a, an amazing connection on his effort, but it was good enough to beat the outstretched arm of Archie Mayer. Nestles in the bottom left-hand corner. And it's Crawley Town 1, Morecambe nil. Jacob Badeau is going to try and just drive forward towards the halfway line. Threads the needle through. Flag stays down. Jed Garner through one-on-one. And that's a good save by Corey Adai. Saw the whites of the keeper's eyes. And Jed Garner was slid through beautifully there. He sprung the offside trap and he couldn't beat the Crawley Town goalkeeper. Great chance missed for the Shrimps. Senior cross comes in. That's a nice one as well. So Tonda might pick it up at the back post inside the Crawley Town penalty. Gets it across and there's Jed Garner with the equaliser for Morecambe. And that is his first goal in a Shrimp shirt. And it was a fine finish from Jed Garner, you have to say. He missed a one-on-one earlier, but cross came in from Joel Senior from the right-hand side. Kept alive at the back post by David Tatonda, twisting and turning his low ball and a lovely side-footed finish from inside the six-yard area of the near post across the keeper and into the far corner for Jed Garner's first goal for Morecambe and the equaliser here on 35 minutes. It's Crawley Town 1, Morecambe 1. The first goal on loan for Jed Garner. Here comes Tatonda over the halfway line, tries to slip in Larsen. This time the Swedish man is on site, squares the ball across. Oh, and it's Jeb Garner all, unlo- all alone, unmarked. And that's a good save by Adai. Perhaps Jeb Garner should have made it 2 1 shrimp. So it was a great breakaway move with pace. Larsen with it. First time he's really shown any attacking intent, really. Had a bit of space on the left hand side. Low ball, Garner was unmarked, and he couldn't make the most of the effort. Decent stop by Adai. Morecambe have a free kick which is going to be chipped towards the penalty area by Joel Senior. It's back across and it's in for 2-1, is it? Yes, no! Offside flag is up. It's not going to stand. It was Jacob Badeau lurking with intent at the back post. Joel Senior flicked it towards the back post, nodded back across the six-yard area. And Jacob Badeau's header isn't going to count. And Crawley, here they are on the edge of the... Penalty area, Liam Kelly, that looks offside to me. Campbell's allowed to play on, and that's a good save by Archie Mayer. And Farron Rawson has got his arms out to the assistant. 
saying why didn't the flag go up for offside there it must have been very very tight indeed and it was the former shrimp Adam Campbell I think now in space at the back post slipped through by Kelly and Archie Mayer's legs deflected behind for a corner that's Crawley's best chance of the second half in the 65th minute gets it into Joe Adams ball on the edge of the area Garner gets a shot away that was a good power behind it from the edge of the area that one repelled to his right hand side by Corey Adai ball up and over flag stays down here Jack Garner gets it under his control right hand side needs support Garner still going he's inside the penalty area shot comes in and finds the bottom corner and that could be a winning goal for Morecambe and it's Garner and that that was a goal of pure pure quality Garner picked the ball up over on the right hand side he had lots to do on the right hand tip of the penalty area drifted in got the ball onto his left foot and he has smashed it categorically past the right hand of Corey Adai into the back of the net and the small travelling throng of Morecambe fans away to our left hand side are absolutely jubilant it's Garner at the double and inside the last 10 minutes here at Broadfield Stadium it's Crawley Town 1, Morecambe 2 Garner Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. Keep that one alive. It's out for a goal kick. We are deep into the sixth minute of the five added on at the end of the game. Referee puts the whistle to his lips and Jed Brannan's Morecambe have turned it around here at the Broadfield Stadium training by a goal to nil after 18 minutes it's a brace the first two goals in a Morecambe shirt for the Barrow Loney Jed Garner equalising 10 minutes from time with a fine close range poachers finish from a David Tatonda pullback and then a sensational solo goal to win it deep inside the last 10 minutes got the ball out on the right hand side had loads to do cut inside to the penalty area onto his left foot and rifled it into the bottom corner to what proved to be the winning goal here in West Sussex this Saturday afternoon in League 2 in fairness it was a quite a disjointed performance by the Shrimps in the opening first 45 minutes although Morecambe did have good chances Garner on another day he's got two including the winner but probably could have had a hat-trick or more on another occasion he was clean through one-on-one shortly after Crawley Town had taken the lead and by the way that was a a great finish uh, in its uh, own right by Harry Forster he's given far too much time on the edge of the Morecambe penalty area though good finish into the bottom corner but shouldn't have been allowed to get the shot away in the first place but about 90 seconds after that Jeb Garner found himself clean through on a breakaway one-on-one that time Adai uh, the uh, Crawley keeper was equal to the task so Tonda also had an effort tipped around the post for a corner we had one or two other efforts as well uh, but as we tick towards the 35th minute Garner equalising to make it all square at half time we thought we'd made it 2-1 shortly after the restart a header at the back post by Jacob Badeau after a Joel Senior free kick on the edge of the area was nodded back across the face of the six yard area that was disallowed for offside I've seen a replay on the the iFollow screen it was tight to say the least 
Archie Mayer was called into action a couple of times. Routine saves, really. I think Archie would be disappointed if he didn't let any of the shots in that he had to save in the second half. Couple around the post for a corner uh, from the near post. Jake Taylor had an effort inches over the crossbar. Uh, Garner as well had another couple of good chances inside the second half to add to his tally until the 84th minute where he picked the ball up on the right-hand side of the Crawley Town penalty area. He had so much to do over on the right side. Didn't look too much on. He cut in field and buried it into the bottom right-hand corner past the right hand of Corey Adai to what proved to be the winning goal here this afternoon in League 2. And if we could just sort our home form out, we might be in business. Three draws and three defeats at the Mazuma Mobile Stadium under the managerial reign of Jed Brannan. We've gone away to MK Dons and won by two goals to one. And we've come from behind again here two weeks later to win by two goals one. so we know we've got it in us we've got that fight we've got that quality we were much better in the second half I have to say much more together playing as a team quite disjointed in the first 45 minutes I suppose that's to be expected to an extent I know you're going to say well they work hard on training on these kind of things and of course they do but two players making their debuts uh, this afternoon the two signed on deadline day Nelson Cornbenny in the heart of the midfield alongside Jan Songo and Julian Larson slotted into the the Adam Mayer role if you will on the left side of the uh, attacking support trio I thought both did alright I think Julian probably had the better of the debuts looks a player does uh, Julian Larson I have to say but Jed Brannan is going to be absolutely over the moon with these three points on the road again we've sent the 134 travelling contingent away to our left-hand side here at the Broadfield Stadium home. Very, very happy indeed. Walsall on Tuesday, Sutton United, relegation threatened Sutton United back at the Mazuma Mobile Stadium uh, a week today. Well, you had a fantastic comeback victory at Crawley, a second successive away win. Just your overall thoughts? Absolutely buzzing, absolutely made up the performance, especially after the first 25 minutes. We couldn't get to grips with the way they were playing. After that, I thought second, second, second half we were outstanding. We passed the ball well, we sucked them in, we took the ball off them in dangerous positions and we created a lot of chances. Scored a great goal, you give offside, that we've worked on all week. It's not worse than when you've done a set piece and you've worked on it all week. And it comes off and the line gives offside and it's, wet. it's two or three yards on. We just looked at it in the changing room, but hey ho, we, we went on to win the game, so it doesn't really matter. And you must be delighted for Jed Garner, two goals for him. Can't say how much I made up for him after last week, obviously missing the penalty. And you see on his face the relief after scoring the goals. Listen, I know he's a top player. I weren't bothered about him missing the penalty. I told him that. I said, obviously, you, people miss penalties. Better players than you, better players will miss penalties again. So you just got to get your head up, keep going. And he'll score goals. He will. He's got a wonderful left foot. He's got great movements. And he showed today that he, he's a top player. His second goal, especially, was special, wasn't it? Yeah, he's he done a bit of skill in the corner, Meg the lad come inside and just left foot and smash it in the far, the far corner so it was a great goal It must feel nice for him to know he's got your confidence right behind him Well I hope so I hope, I hope I'm giving him confidence by telling him stuff like that but that, that's, that's my job that's, that's what I've got to do get the best out of the players and hopefully we'll get, get more goals out of him Some other new starts there it's a whole different looking team isn't it I mean first half perhaps not as jointed as you perhaps wanted it but second half as you say tremendous well, I don't think it was who we played today that, that we were showing to the first 25 minutes. I don't think we could deal with the way they were playing as they played the box in midfield and I don't think we, we covered, we got his positions quickly enough. 
But once we got to grips with it, it doesn't matter who was on the pitch. We dominated the game and obviously the new lads who started today made full league debuts for both of them. But we're brilliant, both of them, Nelson and Julian. Outstanding, Julian going up and down. You see the pace he's got. He's going to cause loads of trouble in this league, so I'm looking forward to seeing him. He did so well for creating chances for Jed Garner as well, which came close the second half to, to, to add into his tally. Yeah, we've done a few great moves down the left. David and uh, Julian linked up really well. I think we caught him on the break once and we whipped a great ball into Jed and he was unlucky enough to score a good save by the keeper. Really good three points for you. Takes it to 40 points because it was getting really, really tight. There's about eight clubs within a point of each other. That gets you now looking back up again rather than down. It does, yeah. And the thing is, we've got a game Tuesday. We don't want to come away from home place like this and get a, get three points and go Tuesday and put a bad performance in like we did last last week the first half we've got to you know, go forward with this now and hopefully get a run together you've got two Tuesday games coming up now both away from home you're looking forward to both of them one at your old club Tramley of course I am I can't wait for that That's obviously I've been looking forward to that since I, since I took over uh, obviously moved me playing there uh, got a lot of friends still there so it'll be good there to get a win uh, but we've got a home game as well which I really really want to put a good performance in Warsaw tough tough opponents at their place there's no, there's no easy games in the league away from home. Is they, they're, they're the land of the giants. Like, like Saturday, they'll be the same as them. They'll be fighting for every ball in the, in the um, aerial duels, set pieces. So, we'll be able to deal with that. We'll be okay. How pleased are you that for the second away game in a row, you've come back from behind? Well, we, before the game, we hadn't, we hadn't all season. Had we before last week, and um, we were talking about that, and we saying we need to show more character and. You've seen today they've thrown themselves in front of shots from outside the box, stopping them from shooting, going with runners, everything. So we show great character and obviously come from behind again. Two away wins in the drop. You're at home again next Saturday against Sutton. How important is it now to get that consistency home and away to maybe give yourself a final push? Well, that's what I'm saying. We, we go over the next week or so, we've got, what have we got, four games? So if we could get maybe nine points out of that, we're right up there and we've got a game in hand as well. So just got to keep going. Well, you had two goals in a 2-1 victory at Crawley today. You must be delighted. Yeah, definitely. Just to get my first goal and, for the, and most importantly, for a, for a Morgan win is um, a great three points, especially coming this far. And uh, the result last weekend as well, which we knew wasn't good enough. So we wanted to come here today and pick up three points and just glad to do that. As a striker, it just shows seven days in how life can be for you. You missed the penalty last week, but you came back today to score two to win the game. How's the week been for you? <laughs> Well, yeah, obviously, and I knew last last week that it's it's never nice to miss pen miss miss penalties, and but it's part and parcel of the game of football. And I knew straight away when as soon as I missed the penalty, it was forgotten about from me personally. Just I knew today another game, another chance to score, and thankfully I scored two. We just spoke to the manager, and he was so supportive of you from last week, knowing knowing you'll do well. He's got you've got every faith in you. How does that feel to have a manager like that? No, yeah, definitely. It's, uh, he's I spoke to, spoke to him through the week. And he, he said straight away, listen, don't worry about it, it happens. Uh, everyone misses penalties. All the top players in the world miss penalties, it, it, it can happen. So, yeah, it was just, it was just, he just said, like, listen, I've got every faith in you to go and score. And, and his uh, faith paid off today. Took me through the goals. The first one was, was a close range effort yeah. from David Tatonda's cross, did well there, David. Yeah. And the second goal was a quality strike. Uh, yeah, the first goal, David done brilliant. And I knew what sort of player he was. Um, so like training with him through the week, the last few weeks, he's, he's gone in to beat to beat someone and put in a lovely cross. So I knew straight away. I got, uh, as soon as he got the ball, I've, I've gambled and it was a great ball. And all I've had to do is tuck it away. And yet the second one was a bit more, probably a bit more individually. 
Um, and but that's what that's what I'm capable of. I know I know I've got that in me. It was just about coming in. I haven't played for a while, so I, was, I do need to find my feet. Coming into a new club, it was always going to be hard the first few games for me. Anyway, getting up to speed, I haven't played that much recently, so now I'm starting to feel like I've, I'm um, getting into a bit of a rhythm, getting my fitness back, getting match sharp, which is a big which is a big thing in football. So, so yeah, I'm just um, I'm just happy that that can help start to build the team properly. Couple of half chances for Hattrick as well. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, the, the keepers pulled off a great save. I don't know how we saved one in the first half, in and and the second half. To be fair, but I just knew straight away um, in this team there's a lot of quality players, and I'm going to get chances. And when when I miss one, I'm going to get my head down and go again. You must be really looking forward to Tuesday at Walsall now. Yeah, definitely. No, definitely, it's another opportunity to pick up a big three points. Uh, I know we're. Like we were disapp- really disappointed last last week was a big opportunity missed. We were all really disappointed in ourselves. We we all had a big team meeting about it, because we know what we're, what we're capable of. So we know Tuesday is another big opportunity to go and pick up three points at home. A lot of changes the way. A lot of changes to Morecambe side, but you you seem to have settled in quite well together. No, yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a great super, uh, great group of lads and great great uh, coaching staff. So they really helped me settle in quickly. It was as I said before, it was just about me getting uh, me match sharpness and get, getting match fitness and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's been great so far. And the fans seem to enjoy your goal as well. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm like I felt like I owed them one after the penalty miss last week. Like I did like after the game. I felt I felt like I was I was a, I was obviously a bit gutted about it, but as I said, I just needed to move on and and today hopefully I've um, reheard them back from last week. It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. This is Dave Salmon. Thanks for downloading this episode. Always appreciated as ever. Thanks for your eyes and ears on Shrimps Live as well. Long old trip to Crawley and back, goodness me. By my maths, about two miles further than Gillingham. And Gillingham is, is basically like travelling to the Netherlands. Do you know what I mean? So uh, uh, we got back pretty late on Saturday night. But uh, thanks as ever for your eyes and ears. Uh, it is always, always appreciated. And of course, the only place where you can get full commentary of every single Morecambe game this season for free on Beyond Radio on FM and DAB Plus Digital Radio and of course as ever you can subscribe via I Follow Shrimps at MorecambeFC.com and the bandwagon keeps rolling on the bus back on the road on Tuesday as we take the trip to the Midlands to face Warsaw. Now I'll let you into a little secret. Some Morecambe fans know this already. But uh, for those of you that don't, I have a bit of a confession to make. And that is uh, Warsaw was my boyhood club. I was born in the Midlands and uh, I, I was a season ticket holder with my dad at uh, Warsaw's old stadium. And then now at the Bescott Stadium uh, for many years until I started working in radio about 23, 24 years ago, something like that. So there you go. Full disclosure. I always look out for Warsaw's results. Of course, I want Morecambe to get three points on Tuesday. Goes without saying, but... Uh, I must admit, I am looking forward to uh, going back to uh, the Poundland Bescott Stadium, as it's now called, uh, to uh, see uh, what the old place is like. Ahead of the game, I've been talking to Ross. Ross is the man uh, behind uh, Warsaw FC Vlogs, WFC Vlogs TV on uh, Twitter X, if you want to follow him. You can find him on YouTube as well. Uh, Independent Saddlers Fans Podcast, uh, talking all things Warsaw. Now, I must uh, uh, give you a word of caution. The 
following interview uh, contains strong black country accents all round. Okay, so uh, bear that in mind. Uh, it is who it is, isn't it? You know, in terms of the geography of the country, I suppose. Uh, but a great chat here with Ross uh, to get the full lowdown on uh, Matt Sadler's men ahead of our trip to the Mascot Stadium this coming Tuesday night. It's a seven forty-five kickoff, and of course, full match commentary on Shrimps Live from just before seven forty. So, Ross, thanks for jumping on our podcast, mate. Really appreciate. Uh, Looking ahead to our game on on Tuesday night. Before we talk about that, uh, give us the sales pitch, if you will, for uh, Warsaw FC Vlogs. What's it all about? How did it come about? And where can we find it? Yeah, no worries, mate. Um, thanks for having me on, first and foremost. I really appreciate it. Um, obviously, it's been a thing now I've been doing for two and a half years now, I think. Um, I started in 2021. Um, yeah, I've been enjoying it, you know, just creating videos, vlogs, previews for Warsaw and pretty much League Two and football fans to watch really enjoy. Um, since I've been enjoying doing it, it seems to be uh, fans watching are also enjoying it as well. So, yes, yeah, so I've been doing it for two and a half years now. I'm looking forward, um, you know, to continue and see where the future holds really. And what made you start it in the first place? Um, I, I, to be honest, I think I took a few months off a fair few with it. Warsaw YouTubers really, which has lots of Warsaw fan TV, Seb Taylor, who does Super Salah Seb. Um, I took an inf- influence of them too. So I saw them two doing it. I thought, why not? You know, why not me do it, really? Um, obviously, me being me, I love football. I love Warsaw. You know, doing this sort of thing was uh, was meant to be, really. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, really, mate. And there's been an explosion, Ross, hasn't there, of uh, this kind of fans-led content over the last few years. And I suppose it doesn't matter who you support, really. Uh, the more content that fans have got to enjoy and absorb, the better it is for everybody. 100% mate, 100% yeah. So let's talk about the game then. Uh, well, before we talk about the game actually, let's talk about the January transfer window uh, for yourselves, Ross. Uh, how has it gone, ins and outs? What do we need to know? Um, I think January transfer window overall has been pretty promising really from a Wolves point of view. Um, obviously, it didn't start the way we wanted it to. Obviously, losing um, our star striker in the first half of the season, Freddie Draper, um, had him on loan from Lincoln. At the start of the season, obviously went back after his sixth month loan has obviously finished. Um, he's obviously been our, you know, our main threat really when going forward from the start of the season up until the start of January, obviously when he left. Um, he's in double figures as well when he left us. Um, for me, Philly Draper's, you know, an excellent player. He was punching above his weight really in in League Two. Um, I think he's definitely one for the future as well. Um, you know, for Lincoln as well. I think he's a top quality player. So losing him was a huge blow for Warsaw. Um, but obviously we brought in the logs of Josh Gordon. Uh, who obviously was signed, who obviously played for Warsaw during the 2019 season. Um, obviously signed him back uh, from Burton Albion on a season on a yeah, on a loan deal until the end of the season. And uh, so it was good seeing him back. Obviously, saw Mo Fall as well from Fair League too. So Doncaster, um, once again, he's a striker as well. Um, so I think overall, I think our draining transfer in has been pretty promising. But obviously, I haven't mentioned him yet. Jamie Jellis, who we signed, um, I think it was last week now, uh, from Tamworth midfielder. Um, obviously, he won't be in action very uh, any time soon due to him being injured. Um, but I think overall, like I said, our January transfer window has been very promising. Um, it's just whether these players are going to perform it to win the only end of the season, really. Now, you lose Freddie Draper, your young top scorer. We lost mm. Michael Mellon from Burnley. I think it's been that, that common trend, hasn't it? And, and, and a season-long loan deal... It isn't a season-long loan deal anymore, is it? It's a half a season, and yeah. if they do okay, back they go. If they don't quite do as well as, as as what the parent club wanted, you can keep them. That doesn't quite seem fair, really, because I suppose whatever club you support, 
you can't plan for the whole season because you've always got that in the back of your mind that you're going to lose them in January. Yeah, 100%, mate. Um, obviously, going back to the point you about Michael, Mickey Mellon or Michael Mellon. Yeah, yeah, Mickey uh, Mellon Jr., yeah. Yeah, at the start of the season where we played you guys at the opening uh, game of the season, he was definitely a stand-up for me. Uh, I thought he was uh, very lively on the ball. Uh, I think, he, in my opinion, he's a huge blow for you guys as well. I think he's a great player for the league. So, um, and how many goals has he scored now? He's got to be in He got figures. 15 before he got recalled. Yeah, which obviously tells a story, really, doesn't it? So for me, Michael Williams, a, a top quality player for the league too. I think you had anyone alone from Burnley, was it? Burnley, you had anyone alone for? Um, so, yeah, I think... Freddie Draper and Mickey Mellon are two very uh, good players that both sides have lost, really, in this January transfer window. But you've, you seem to have recruited pretty well, all things considered. A bit of a fan's favourite coming back. Somebody mm. from West Bromwich, Albin Mo Fowl, played against us uh, when he was on loan at Doncaster uh, a couple of months ago. What he's got back he's into double figures, isn't he, or there or thereabouts for the season. Recruiting from non league as well. So uh, you've had a bit of a mixed bag there. Yeah, 100%, mate. Um, obviously, when the rumour came out and uh, the week he signed, uh, I think a lot of Wars fans were saying, um, you know, you have to get him in. Obviously, he's in double figures already for, for Doncaster, um, or just below, I think it is. And um, obviously, you know, we're coming from Doncaster and scoring the amount of goals that he has for Doncaster, considering where Doncaster are, you, know, you could say that um, you'll be feeding on scraps, really. So, um, fair play to him for scoring the amount of goals that he has, really. So, I definitely do think when we, you know, when we announced the signing of Mofal, it was very promising from a Borsa point of view. And obviously, he made his first appearance last week against Sutton. Again, he looked very lovely on the ball. Very unlucky not to score as well in the in the last stages of the second half. Had a golden opportunity that he didn't take. And so, we could have argued that he could have gone on the score sheet last week against Sutton. And so, overall, a very promising signing really, Mo Fowl. I would expect him to make a start on Tuesday against yourselves. Let's talk about your manager, Ross, as well. What do you make of uh, of Matt? I suppose he's, uh, he's been up and down in, in the fans' eyes. You seem to me as an outsider, you have a few good weeks, everything's rosy, you have a few bad results, it's all terrible, you need him out. Where do you stand with Matt Sadler? Oof, you know, this is a topic that I think a lot of Warsaw fans could go on to talk about for absolutely days. Uh, but I think Matt Sadler as a whole, um, when we appointed him at the start of the season, it was one of the things where I don't think a lot of Warsaw fans were, you know, too pleased to have seen him being appointed as Warsaw head coach. Obviously, he was he's been with Warsaw as assistant coach for a good three to four years now, uh, and he's been involved in teams that have each individually failed really in League Two and League One, and obviously played for us as well as a player um, not long ago as well. I think it was a twenty the lockdown season he played for us. He come back to play for us, um, so I think. Overall, I don't think much. Many Warsaw fans are really pleased to see him back as a head coach, um, but I think that you know, lately, I think he has proved a lot of Warsaw fans wrong. I think the start of the season, you know, we had a really poor start to the season. Um, obviously, you know, it was a start, you know, second uh, second game of the season against Stockport, we obviously won that one. Um, but I think from that one, we we didn't win a game in the whole of November, and I think a lot of Warsaw fans, well, the majority of Warsaw fans, including myself, were calling for his head at that point. Um, but we go back to, you know, early December. I think we were undefeated in December. I didn't lose a single game. And obviously beat Wrexham. An excellent performance against them. Um, obviously beat Crew on Boxing Day as well. Two very good performances during the during the festive period. Uh, so I think them two games, you proved a lot of Warsaw fans wrong. Um, but lately against last last week against Sutton, you know, it was one of the things where, what well, the thing that, you know, frustrates me the most about Saturday, just doesn't seem to roll the dice. Uh, you know, on a regular on a regular occasion, you sometimes think to yourself, "Okay, we one 0 down, or we're two 0 down." You know, just go for it. What we got to lose? 
Um, and that's what's, you know, frustrated a lot of Warsaw fans between there and the end of, you know, during the uh, so far this season. Um, but I think if there's one manager that he's definitely going to take Warsaw for, I definitely do think it could be Matt Sadler. Um, I think a lot of Warsaw fans would possibly agree. Um, but I think the football, the style of football that Matt Sadler was trying to implement and trying to introduce is something that could potentially get us out of the league too. When it'll be, who knows? But I definitely do think uh, Matt Sadler has proved a lot of Warsaw fans wrong in the last few weeks, to be fair. And what is that style of football that we can look forward to seeing on Tuesday then, Ross? Um, I think the style of football that he tries to implement, you know, playing it from the back, you know, keep the ball on the deck as much as he can. Um, very rarely, or, you know, on a few occasions, do he lock the ball up top, which is something that we haven't seen under, under a fair few managers. In the last few managers under Marco Flynn, we heard last season, Matty Taylor, um, obviously just got sacked as Shrewsbury manager not long ago. Um, obviously, he had him. Um, the season before Michael Flynn so I think a lot of managers have come towards and, and introduced a style of football of just lumping the ball up to our strikers um, and hope that the strikers hold it up and you know link the ball off to our, our wide men but that's the style of football that we haven't seen under Matt Sutter this season I think he definitely tries to um, overcomplicate it sometimes but I definitely do think when it works you could see that the style of football that he's, he's trying to introduce is very good and then that's why I think if he was to keep it up and if he was to find that level of consistency you know, there's no reason why we can't go anywhere near the top six this season or in the foreseeable future, really. So I definitely do think he's solid football that he tries to introduce. And he's obviously getting the ball out from the back, keep the ball on the deck and obviously bring others into play as well. Now, it seems ages since we played the reverse fixture, Ross, and that was because it was way back the the opening day of the season yeah. back in, in early August. I was on holiday in Greece that week, so I was watching on iFollow from my hotel balcony. But uh, a lot of water's gone under the bridge for, for both teams uh, since then. And uh, I think it's fair to say that uh, the two lineups on, on Tuesday night are going to be very different to the two lineups, uh, certainly from our point of view, I think there'll only probably be two or three players who start the game on Tuesday, who started on the opening day of the season, and and that's going to be quite the chance. I suppose that's the the nature of the loan system, isn't it? As uh, as it is in modern times, but uh, quite a lot has happened overall for yourself, though, Ross. How do you see your season up to this point, and what constitutes a good end of the campaign, good second half of the season? Well, I definitely do think um, at the start of the season. Um, as we always say, um, it's got to be this season we get promoted. It's got to be this season, um, but it always tends to just come back and haunt us, really. Um, but I think if he was to tell me that, if he was to ask me that question at the end of December, I definitely would have thought, I definitely would have said to you, um, okay, you know, who's to say we can't push for the top seven between now and the end of the season? But after last week's performance, disappointing performance against um, Struggler Sutton, um, I can't see that happening between now and the end of the season, really. Um, it's one of the things where you know, on paper, you know, we've got we have got a team that are capable of getting promoted this season, but we just we haven't found that level of consistency yet this season, um, which has really killed us um since the start of the season till now, really. Um so I think if we were to play like that we did against Wrexham on that Friday on that uh, on that uh, Tuesday night, I think it was or Friday night, um there's no reason why we could have been in the top six. No reason why we can't be anywhere near the top six or at least the top ten. Um between the only end of the season really. But just again we struggled to find that consistency under Matt Salah this season, which is something that's cost us, um, you know, so far this season, really. But overall, between the end of the season, I'm hoping that we can at least get a top 10 finish. And in the playoffs, um, I said this in last week's preview with the, um, with the Sutton fan, um, I definitely do think the top three won't change in terms of Wrexham, Stockport and Mansfield. The M3 have been the best three teams I've seen this season. I definitely do think the M3 
that will go up in terms of automatics, but just who gets them last few spots in the playoffs, isn't it? I think um, obviously you guys have been there and thereabouts um, all season, really. Um, so I definitely do think you could stand a chance of getting in the playoffs. Obviously, you've got IFC, Wimbledon, Accrington, um, Barrow, Crew are all in that playoff, you know, all in that playoff contention. So I definitely do think between the end of the season, a top 10 finish is definitely what Warsaw are going to aim for. And I think it's just the playoffs between the end of the season. So I do think some, something that um, we need to uh, look into next season, I think, now. And the longer you're in League Two, the harder it seems, or certainly psychologically at least, uh, uh, to get to, to get promotion. Warsaw have been a League Two club for quite some time. Yeah. You need to get back into League One sooner rather than later. Yeah, 100%, mate. And I think we've been into League for about six years now. And I think this, I remember the first season we got relegated into League Two. I thought to myself, yeah, this is going to be easy. We'll get promoted straight away. Uh, but it just shows that it's just a really poor league, isn't it? League Two, which is one of them leagues where it's really difficult to get out of. Um, and once you're down there, you know, it's a scrap to get out of. So I think, you know, the last few, you know, the last five to six years have definitely been in the hardest years to be a Walsall supporter, really. Um, and I think, you know, every season we say to ourselves, okay, this season we'll get promoted. It doesn't happen. Um, and we always have that team to have that bit of optimism at the start of the season, but it never seems to pay off. Uh, I think again, we had it at the start of this season as well, but it just never seems to pay off, does it? And it looks like it's going to be the same next season as well, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, mate. So it sounds to me then, Ross, as if if we catch you on one of your good days, you're going to really give us a good game. But if we catch you on one of your off days, and, and from what you've said, you never know what's going to happen on from one game to the next almost, uh, then yeah. we, we might be in business. Yeah, 100%, mate. I think it's one of the things where on our day, you know, we're proving in this league that we we are capable of beating the big teams in this league, such as the Wrexhams, the Mansfields, the Stockport. I mean, last two weeks ago when we lost 3-1 away to Stockport, it wasn't a 3-1 scoreline. So I think for me, we matched Stockport in terms of physicality and playing overall football. I think we just lacked that bit of quality up front on the day, really, which cost us against Stockport. Um, but I definitely do think that we gave Stockport a good game two weeks ago. So it shows that we can compete in this league. But again, I go back to the fact that you just finding that level of consistency and consistency is the key in League Two, isn't it? Find that consistency, you put a you know a good three to four a winning streak together, you know enough in the playoffs really. So, um, but I think overall, like I say, it's just finding that consistency, isn't it? Really appreciate your time, Ross. Thanks very much indeed for, for jumping on our podcast. So I'll ask you one more question before you go, and that's yeah. about your. Ownership, um, Morecambe's ownership issues, well documented uh, at the moment. They rumble on and on and on. Not so long ago, Warsaw were in a, a, a broadly similar situation, but uh, you found saviours with, with American owners. And, uh, well, it, it seems from an outsider as if it's gone pretty well and, and, and the, the ship has been steadied, to say the least. Yeah, 100%. Man. Obviously, we got to cover by Trevilla last season. Um, obviously, you know, fully um, understand why we were stuck over by Trevella because Lee Pomley, our chairman, that was the season before, um, obviously came back with a statement saying um, we obviously got these American owners lined up. Uh, obviously, it wasn't planning to appoint them as, you know, full-time chairman um, until we got out of League Two. So we wasn't, you know, wasn't expecting it to be any time soon. Um, obviously, when we appointed Trevella, Trevella, uh, Trevella Group as, uh, as co-owners of Warsaw Football Club, I think the old club was absolutely um, over the moon to see it happening, uh, see it happen. Obviously, it promised us um, a lot of things on and off the pitch, including, obviously, we have a Sadler's Club, which is like a little bar outside the Warsaw, Warsaw Stadium, which they promised that they, uh, they'd reopen at um, the start of last season. Obviously, it didn't happen. Um, it was only just opened two weeks ago. So, 
there's little things like that that have you know shocked a little for your Wolves fan in terms of okay the promise was this last year but it's only just happened so I think um, overall I was happy to see Chavella Group be appointed as co-owners of the club um, but again I go back to the January transfer and obviously they've come out with a statement at the end of November saying you know addressing Warsaw fans and um, saying you know we're not happy with how you know the you know the players are performing lately so obviously they come out and said and um, wait till the January transfer window and we'll bring in about you know a few handful of good players which we've seen this you know we've seen in January they brought in a fair few good players and um, so in terms of that you know they've definitely promised something um, and it's shown really so Overall, Travella grew very happy without you know them conducting themselves this season. But last season, I think it was definitely one of the things where, uh, obviously, we, you know, just start you know just getting used to the surroundings really, pretty much. And the bills all being paid, no issue with wages being paid on time. I, that that to me is your first and foremost as a fan of any club. That's what you want, isn't it? You want to know that regardless of how it goes on the pitch, you're still going to be have a football club to support next season. Yeah, hundred percent, mate, hundred percent. Ross, really appreciate your time, mate. Thank you so much. Good luck for the rest of the season. I mean, I, I, some Morecambe fans know this, but not as many as perhaps uh, should know. I am, I am actually a closet Warsaw fan myself. I, yeah. I was born in, I was born in Warsaw. I was a season ticket holder at Fellows Park and then at the Bescott Stadium for a good number of years until I started working in. Uh, in, in, in radio and actually commentating on, on, on various clubs uh, from about uh, 2001 each onwards just after the Paul Merson delightful era actually uh, in case you're wondering but um, I, I, I have a lot of affection for Walsall I hope Morecambe beat Walsall on Tuesday of course I do but uh, it's going to be great to be back at the at the, uh, at the best got on uh, Tuesday so we're really looking forward to it Ross good luck for the rest of the season you're going to be absolutely fine and there's always dark horses there's always at least one dark horse that gets in the top seven yeah. and it's no reason why it can't yeah. be either of us is it no exactly mate um, you know I was here what could happen between the end of the season and uh, wish you best of luck for the rest of the season obviously apart from Tuesday <laughs> Ross appreciate your time mate all the best speak to you next time cheers cheers mate thank you every kick every game every goal full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio this is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio